Okay, so now we're recording. So a minute ago, I said we were recording, but we weren't actually recording. And this is how we end up having to re-record things <laughs> drunk. All right, welcome to a Nod Pod. Welcome back to a Nod Pod. I am so excited. We have some guests with us today. We have with us Captain Nick, my co-host from Bovine Waste. And we also have my dear friend Brian, who is Stephanie's co-host from her wedding. Yes, I am also here. Thank you for including me in that. So... <laughs> I said we. We, yeah. We include yeah. one person, one brain, two people. I know. Hello, friends. All right. How was your week? It was fantastic. What about you? It was fine. It was fine. It's hot. It's still hot. It's uh, going to be hot until the day that it snows. So welcome to the Midwest. That's true. That's true. So you were going to go to a concert? I did. It was so good. It was so nice to actually be, to hear live music again. I can't even properly describe it. As a Post to dead music. dead music, I know. Yes, I okay, know. just checking, just yes. checking. So I noticed, though, that, you know, I'm set up to share my microphone with my good friend Nick, and you're sitting like 18 feet away from your husband. <laughs> Hello, we live together. Friend Nick. It is, it is. <laughs> Captain Nick. It's the captain and Tennille. Tennille. All right. And producer. And he is our producer. Actually, yeah. that's He's true. Nick, Nick is our producer. Brian is our bartender today, <laughs> um, but he's not talking yet. So yeah. say hi, Brian. Hi. That, there you go. That was good. That was good. That was great. <laughs> that was fantastic. I'm so proud of you, your first pod. Exactly. So what'd you do all week? You know, just the usual work. I'm trying to uh, keep up with the cat hair. The cat is molting. There was some time spent cutting the cat's hair. Um, there was some discussion about whether or not we should have the cat shaved, which quickly devolved into something that's a topic for another podcast. Oh, okay. And we're back to her OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at OnlyFans. No, I'm just kidding. It's not set up yet. Oh, so. That's my retirement plan. All right. What are we talking about this week? We are talking about local elections. Fantastic. Fantastic. Doesn't seem very exciting, but wait until you hear this content. Wait, we didn't hear what you did. You didn't ask me what I did. I was, we have a panel. I'm trying to get through the members. I'm back to you. I don't think she's trying to get through the members. I think she just remembered. She never asked me what I, I have, did last week. I have week. to put a note. Remember, there's someone involved in this other than you. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. I didn't do a whole lot this week. Like I said, it's hot, so I complained about that a lot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, we already did last week. We did our 24 hours without complaining, and so right. I felt like I was behind. Right, so you I, had to make up. I, I needed to catch up on it. Right, so I, right. I've really been bitching about everything for about the last four or five days. That's so. fantastic. Yeah, no, other than that, oh, I don't know. Did a little lawn work, trying to get caught up at the office. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, talked to my son a few times. Mm -hmm. But yeah, other than that, that's it. Fantastic. Yes. Captain, what did you do? I flew planes. <laughs> no. well, okay. Um, so, are you fully instrument rated now? Because yeah. I'm. Has a, been for I've a been long no, 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 no. I listened. There were six and six months or something about this that you couldn't fly the other day because it was cloudy. No, so you can become uncurrent. So um, uncurrent. Yeah, I don't think that's. Does that important. mean you're passe? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you can you can they call it having your currency. Uh -huh. Um. So cash. If you haven't flown uh, six instrument cash. approaches in the preceding six months, then you cannot fly an instrument legally, uh, um, even if you do have your license. Even if you've done instrument-rated landings and everything yeah. like six million times? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it has to be six approaches in the previous six calendar months. So you didn't ha you hadn't done six approaches? Um, 
Well, it's not really... I, I haven't. But I, I have now. But um, when you do your approaches, it's different than just landing at an airport. Okay. Does that make okay. sense? Okay. Uh, approach is uh, following like a... Um, like approach procedure mm-hmm. um, that's like listed by the FAA for every airport has like different ones. Some mm-hmm. airports don't even have approaches. Um, but yeah, it's kind of hard to explain, but you kind of have to oh, shoot okay. six of those. Okay. So instrument rating, that's what got JFK Jr. in trouble, right? <laughs> first, of all, soon? first of all, Nick was eight when that happened. So I don't let's even be think clear. he was born yet. <laughs> it, was it happened in 99. Was not, okay. 98. Oh, okay. Well, were you following that closely? Because no. I was Eight. really upset. <laughs> I walked I, around I, for three days and said, he's not missing, or he's not dead, he's missing, he's just missing. Okay, this is this is her. This is Brian and mine's life of having <laughs> to listen to her mope about every. I can't believe they're dead! You didn't know them! Shut up. <laughs> that is also my life. R.I.P. Ed Asner. So, <laughs> yes, that is true. But when Ed Asner died and he was... Not a young man. No, it, it was he had a full, rich life. He did, and I was like, oh, that's sad. And then Stephanie comes, oh, I just cried, and I cried. <laughs> and she's about to now. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm sort of embarrassed, but kind of not. Oh, me, all right. Me being as young as I am, I don't know who that is. I'm going to be honest. Was he the voice on... Um... He's the the old man in Up. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there, I knew we could get and to And he's an reference. elf, he's too. Got... Oh, that's right, he is. Yes. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. He's looked like he was about 85 since about 1945. <laughs> right, yes. So we, of course, both knew him from the Mary Tyler Moore show because yes. we're older. Some of us are older than others, oh, as she will tell you. No, I've been really good about that. Two months. Two months. Two years, two months, one day. There we go. I've been trying to contain myself. I know. She didn't do a very good job. All right. So at any rate, I'm going to kick it off a little bit on this local election thing. So I had read where in presidential elections, about 60% of registered voters vote. In midterm elections, about 40% of registered voters vote. And in local mayoral elections, a paltry 20% of voters on average go out to the polls. Fascinating thing to me is this is that in our area, we don't even generally see it quite that high in local elections. And one of the things that I find fascinating is when somebody says, I only vote in presidential elections or I only vote in federal elections. And let me tell you something. Who can get into your pocket faster than anybody? It isn't your senators. No, that would be your city council, your school board, and some of these uh, what have been called ghost governments, which would be these taxing boards and bodies. But we can get into that. We can get into that some other. So what do you think? What are your thoughts? We wanted to give a nod to people who go vote in local elections, and we want to tell you why it's so important. Well, I don't think that people fully understand what the function of well, okay, state I, and I, local I, governments are. That may be, but I think really it's that not that they under, don't understand. I think it's more that they don't think their vote counts, they don't think it really matters, or that they're just generally apathetic about getting out. What do you, what do you think about that? No, I think you're absolutely right. And especially in places where we live around us, the population is small enough that two votes can be the difference between winning and losing. Oh, absolutely. And that's really, wouldn't you say that's most, probably most communities in most states? Probably. I mean, I've usually lived in, in bigger cities, but yeah, for sure. 
Okay, by the way, I looked at voter turnout and your former state of Tennessee, I want to say was like 37 out of 50. And I think Arkansas was 50 out of 50. The South was not polling very good in voter turnout in general. Well, okay, let me tell you a story about voting in Tennessee. In the 2006, you can cut this out, I don't care. The 2016 election, it was like uh, where we lived is, was a suburb of Memphis, and it was very, it was affluent-ish, and it was uh, very white, very wealthy, and there was like me, a girl with dreadlocks, and a black dude, and we were the only ones voting for Hillary. <laughs> we looked at each other, we're like... <laughs> and your husband. And, well, you weren't with me, but yeah, your my husband too. But seriously, I was like, oh shit, this is going to go bad. Oh, funny, <laughs> funny. So also what I want to do here in a little bit is, is we're going to get into the generational thing about voting. I'm going to hold Nick accountable for his entire generation That's failing funny. to show up. Right. That is exactly <laughs> Are you a millennial or are you a Gen Z? He's oh. a Gen Z. He's not a millennial. Okay. Yeah, let's double check. You go on with some of your stats. Carry us up, and I will look up what okay. generation he's well, in. Well, what I looked up, um, according to the Center for American Progress, um, an article in October of 2020 by Akua, and I apologize, Akua, if that's how you pronounce it, Amaning, said that 27% of eligible voters nationwide vote in typical municipal elections. And these are the elections that cover the five S's. They cover schools, safety, spaces, streets, and sanitation. And I think if we learn anything from the last 18 months is that there were a whole lot of people that got elected to a local office that didn't have any plans on making such big decisions. <laughs> and, and I'm sorry, I heard space, so not spaces. So I'm space. thinking here locally, I'm going to be holding my local government accountable for getting us to Mars. That's correct. Terrific. And Nick can pilot us. I would like to pilot that. <laughs> yes. Nick would like to be an astronaut, but he probably doesn't vote. So there. Right. He, yeah. Do you I'm vote? A, I'm going to apply to be an astronaut. Actually, That's good. All you need is a thousand multi-engineers just saying. But yeah, I vote. Excellent. When was <laughs> the last time you voted? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> when was the last time you voted, Steve? Yeah, yeah. In the last election, last November. Oh, that's convenient. Same Z's. Last November. When was the last, the last time you last voted? Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, find, I put a month and year in there. <laughs> last November. Okay. So, some of us voted. When did you last vote, Nicholas? November? Uh -huh, Yeah, sure, right. Okay. You waited for the rest of us to yeah. answer. Um, all right, it was like I, fill in the blank. Yeah, we filled it in exactly. for you. And I will well, say... I don't know the date and time. <laughs> it w okay, well, let me ask you this, Nick. When are general elections held? In November. There's a formula. I, I don't know. There actually oh is a God. formula. It is the first, Tuesday, the first Tuesday after... after the first Monday. After the first Monday. In November, because sometimes it lands on my birthday. I cannot believe you don't know that. Consider me educated. So, okay, well, how many people sit in the House of Representatives? I'm not educated yet. 435. How many people sit in the United States Senate? 100. Oh, my God. And you went to a you private school. You went to school. a private school. Your parents <laughs> wasted all that money on your education. Wasted? <laughs> well, you don't know who's what and who's sitting where and doing what. <laughs> How many people sit in the United States Supreme Court? There's a little saying, a stitch in time saves. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is sad. It is sad. But I would have to care. <laughs> okay. Well, you are our target audience you for today. Absolutely you absolutely You need to care. 
Absolutely you do. How many city council members do you have in Manhattan? Where do you vote? Manhattan or here? Because you have a permanent. Okay. So that's your permanent address? Yeah. Oh, okay. Very the good. The borough of Manhattan? Very yeah, good. Yes, the borough of Manhattan. Yes, of Manhattan. Which that actually. Mayor. <laughs> yeah, she's Indian. And she's, yeah. She's East Indian. Asian. In the city of New York? In Manhattan. Oh, in Manhattan. Kansas. Oh, in Manhattan, Kansas. You in, said the borough of Manhattan. Well, I thought right. I about New York. Yes. Right. Okay. Because he lives in the borough of Manhattan. Right, right. No, I did not know that. About, I bet he didn't know that either. At I my, did. At my cousin's wedding years and years and years ago, they were my brother was a groomsman, and uh, the other groomsmen were asking him where he lived, and he said Manhattan. And they start naming all kinds of things from the other Manhattan. The real Manhattan? <laughs> no, the Little oh, Apple. Oh, the Little Apple. Okay. And my brother's like, uh, no. New York. <laughs> but we were in Coffeeville, so what do you expect? Oh, that's true. That's fair. That's fair. All right. So back to what, back to our topic. Okay. So. So let's talk about those five S's though, right? Sure. We got schools. And that would be your local school board. School board. But the interesting thing is, and, and it's, this is kind of. This kind of differs across the United States, who's actually over the schools. You know, in some municipalities, it's the mayor and and the governing body like us. And for, I think, a lot of other areas, it's your local school board. But what do they really do? Um, What are they really responsible for? Because sometimes people think they're responsible for setting the curriculum. No, that is not not correct. correct. All of the money that gets allocated for school districts, um, for building schools, all of that is run through the school board. And school board policy, which we have learned in the last 18 months, includes whether or not your school district is going to require masks. Right. Or be open. Right. Or have online learning. Except for when your local officials get run over by their state legislature. And we'll talk about that Mm -hmm. a little bit, too. So um, interestingly enough, though, they set the spending policy. They set the budget. That's really a lot of what their responsibility is. They do the they manage the contracts with teachers, etc. Don't they manage contracts with like um, builders and all of that? All all, yeah, all of the contracts, the administrators, any sort of other um, any other vendor that they do business with. Certainly, certainly. Um, But the other things that you talk about all fall within the purview of your city. Mm -hmm. And that's one of those things that's so interesting to me about um, the general attitude toward voting in local elections that Mm -hmm. eh, it's not important. And when I say that your local officials can get into your pocket faster than anybody, I'm talking about a they meet generally at least twice a month. Some meet every week. They have a published agenda, but all have the ability to do what we call walk-ons onto the agenda. So without advance notice, they could walk on a fee increase, which is a tax, and there they are, right in your pocket, and you didn't even know it happened. And you all of a sudden complain once you find out about it. But what did you do? Did you vote? Right. Did you did you develop any sort of understanding about the candidates? Were you engaged in the online agenda in any substantive way? Right. Or were you on Facebook bitching about any other number of subjects? Right. <laughs> I don't like the roundabout. <laughs> <laughs> It's not round enough. <laughs> it's not about enough for me. <laughs> it's not about me. So, um, but yeah, you know, when, when I say nobody can get into your pocket faster than I can, 
not only do I mean that as a lawyer, I mean that as a politician. Mm -hmm. So, um, but the other items on there. Local politician. Local politician. Yes, local politician. Safety. Safety. Your police, your fire. Police, fire. Absolutely. All of that. And one of the topics that's come up a lot in the last several years is um, criminal justice reform. Oh, are you talking about municipal court? Well, I'm talking about a lot of things, but yes, which kind of goes as a companion piece to our um, discussion the other day about problem-solving courts, but the decisions made by local elected officials affect people's everyday lives and have a direct impact on shaping the criminal justice system that they most frequently encounter. Most people never have a felony charge, but almost everybody's gotten a speeding ticket. Not me. Oh. Well. That was me knocking on Stephanie's head. <laughs> what? Some I've never gotten a speeding ticket. I've never gotten a traffic ticket. Have you ever been pulled over for speeding? Many, many times. So have I. <laughs> I haven't got a ticket either, though. I'm on a good run with tickets lately. I found that if you just pull over and wait for them to come get you, they're really amenable Same. to you. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Although, Brian. Brian got a ticket not too long ago. <laughs> what happened, Brian? Tell us, friend. A different car than what I was used to driving, mm-hmm. and I was driving downhill. Oh, where the um, speed limit is different. With the wind that is <laughs> yes. bad. Yes, the sail was no, on. But <laughs> if you the, saw the car he was driving, you may think that there right. had to be a tailwind. There should have been a tailwind on the car. Uh, but going downhill and just kept my foot on the accelerator, not used to the acceleration of that vehicle, and a police SUV crested the hill coming the other direction and chose to pull me over. Now, I did pull over in advance of him, but I still got a ticket. Okay, so there might be a little clip in there because we actually had to cut a few things out, something about Stephanie and hardened nipples. I'm not absolutely sure what was going on. <laughs> At any rate, was Brian, that recorded? Brian, Don't forget my OnlyFans. Brian was talking about his traffic ticket. So at any rate, one of the things that's interesting, Brian is unafraid to engage online with people and really call them out for any sort of lies they may be telling or half-truths or stretching of the truth or those people who maybe have a more tenuous relationship with the truth. A lot of people that do engage in local elections have really engaged online. And those are some things that that I think pose some real challenges because that tends to be a real breeding ground for inaccurate information, half-truths, all-out lies, really an opportunity to drag people in to whatever narrative you want them to believe. Right. And it's also the place where everyone's agenda is sort of exposed. Like most people's agenda that live in any place and try to get involved is to try to make their community a better place. There are a lot of people who use social media as an opportunity to advance their agenda, but their agenda is like seeking power instead of actually trying to help people but they seek power under the guise of being so concerned about the fiscal matters and the fiscal health of the community. Steve's texting right now, so he can't answer. When you say seeking power, are you talking about the people who are like running for office, or are you talking about the people who are backing those people? Yes, both. both. Well, and, and what's interesting is... The power behind the power. Right, and right. What's, what's interesting is... is there are people who, and I, I don't think there's any shortage of them, who believe that once you become that local elected official, you have all this power. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember at the, at the last, um, 
last time that we had a local election almost two years ago, those those newly elected were seated in January of that year. And as soon as they were sworn in, they came to the other side of the dais to sit down next to me. And my one and only comment to them was welcome to the least powerful side of the room. Mm -hmm. All of the power is really with the electorate. All of the power is on the citizen side. You get onto my side and there's a whole lot that you you thought you could do, you think you could do. But at the end of the day, you need to listen to the voters. You need to listen to the electorate, not the one or two or five or six people in your neighborhood who you are all attuned to, but to the entire community. And that, I think, poses a real challenge for some people. And like most communities, I mean, with few exceptions, at least around here, there is a great disparity of, I shouldn't say disparity, but there's a great difference in the socioeconomic positions of different people in our town based on, I mean, age, number of children, and people get this myopic focus where all they seem to care about is their particular subset of people. But when you're in a local election, just like in any election, you need to take into consideration that you are everybody's representative, not just the five people in your neighborhood. Right. But the other thing, too, is is you're everybody's representative, not just the ones who squawk the loudest. Mm-hmm. Right. You've got to get <laughs> the out there. The vocal minority. Yeah. Majority. The tyranny exactly. of the minority right. needs to stop. Right. So a little bit ago, you mentioned the power behind the power. How prominent is that in uh, local, like, like smaller communities, rather? I think it's actually pretty prevalent at all levels of government. Yeah, and I think it's just, I think it's more like egregious and kind of off-putting when it's a small community. I agree. Because you got, I mean, these people are like in a cage death match over a city council seat in a small town in the Midwest. I mean, it's just, it's like, what what do you think is going to come of this? Right. But I mean, again, the most impactful positions on your day-to-day life are yes. the local positions. Yes, I can remember 20 some odd years ago there was a community where there was this huge shift in the in the makeup of their of their um, city council. And what had happened is, is is that this group of people who decided that they were aggrieved about something but they couldn't articulate what it was gets in. They get in and then they're asked, what is it that needs to change? Oh, oh, we just want to make little changes. Mm-hmm. Okay, what the fuck does that even mean? Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, it set that community back 20 years yeah. easily. It yeah. impacted development. It impacted business growth, employment growth, residential growth. You couldn't get developers into that community if you paid them to build it. Right, there. because it's toxic. Yes, exactly. So the captain had a question. Captain has a question. I forgot. Okay. Well, oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I <laughs> Hold on. All right. So, in like larger elections, the power behind the person, you know, is mostly there. Be- or what did I say? The power behind the person is mostly there. Okay. You laughed. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't laughing because no, I wasn't laughing at that. I was laughing because I know where this is headed. So, like in the larger elections, it's mostly money based. Yes, yes for power. sure, absolutely. Is that the same in like no, no, it's no. power based. Oh yeah, it's it's, it's perceived. Who wants it's the ego. Perceived power. Yeah. yeah. Who wants yeah. to be the big cheese? Who's getting Ladywood? <laughs> <laughs> and the thing that like what you're kind of 
go along with that, what you just said, is that we live on the edge of a very large metropolitan city. I live on the edge city. all the time. <laughs> Living on the edge. Sorry. We live on the edge of a very large metropolitan city, and our city is kind of at this tipping point where it could either stay the same kind of size that it always has been-ish, or we can really get businesses in here and grow. I, and, you know, I'm telling you, that's a misnomer. That is a misnomer to think that it could stay the size that it is. One of the things, well, there are a couple of different things here that I, I find entertaining, but growth will happen. Growth I love is it going when he tells me I'm wrong. Growth is going to happen whether you want it to or not. So the question is, do you want to manage it or do you want it to just come in, explode, and create just problem after problem logistically for your community? Mm-hmm. So that's the free market, free for all. Right. Go. So God, yeah, that's <laughs> bare knuckle capitalism there. Um, But the other piece of that is that I always think is so funny, particularly in a community like where we live. And and Stephanie and I grew up here when it was not all that and a cup of coffee. Oh, no. Matter of fact, you couldn't even get a cup of coffee. (laughs) Could not. After about, what, did did that restaurant close at like like 11, 11.30? Right. Yeah. No coffee for you. Right. (laughs) So run home, maybe brew up some Folgers. So... Oh my God! We're never unless they want to sponsor us, in right. which case we'll drink it I all will, the time. I will drink Folgers. it every morning on the hour. Right, Folgers, the coffee for all generations. <laughs> exactly, which is Gen Z. I confirmed that for okay. young for young Captain Nicholas. For young Captain. Um, but the other thing that I think is so funny is 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 that you get these people who moved here four or five years ago, and they're like, "Well, I moved here because it was a small community, and I don't want it to grow anymore." And I'm like, "Were well, we supposed to close the fucking border?" When you moved in? <laughs> Plus, I'm like, bitch, you don't even know when it was a small community. When we, when we first, when my first memories of being on the phone are picking up the phone to like call my grandma or something, and there being somebody talking on the phone because we lived someplace where there was a party line. Four people. Right. That's how rural and sort of backwards. And I'm not that old. I mean, I, I mean, I am, but I'm not. She is. Right. I was born in the 70s. She's 73. <laughs> Not 73. <laughs> Although some days my knees feel like they're 73. But on the other hand, just think if you were 73, that might get some eclectic group to your OnlyFans. That is right. <laughs> I'm sure there's a fetish market for me. We're not here to kink shame. <laughs> no, <laughs> we don't kink shame at all. But I mean, that's how small our community was, was we had a party line. People that lived not very far from us, we happened to have like rural water but they had to haul water so oh there are people who still haul water not terribly far away from here right so the, i mean when they like four or five years ago psh, whatever <laughs> and then we have brian who grew up in the lap of luxury to mm-hmm. the north of us mm-hmm. into a, a very cosmopolitan area uh-huh. i think they had places that were open until 8 p.m i believe so <laughs> i like to refer to it as perfect village <laughs> And then we have the captain who, where did you grow? You were in the boondocks growing up too, weren't you? Uh, a little bit of everywhere. A little, little bit of everywhere? Yeah. Okay. So, but did you have internet your entire life? Um, like dial up. Oh my oh gosh. My gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that actually the first one the first one actually I expected to hear rescue 51 <laughs> rampart oh so all right back to back to the local election so even this growth thing though right people who complain about the type of growth that they have in their communities they have a voice 
but they have to understand, and your elected officials, this is what really pisses me off. You don't get elected and then stand up there with your hand in your pants, not, not, not knowing what the fuck to do, right? Somebody looks at you cross-eyed and you just say, oh, I'm going to vote no on this. What right. are you fucking afraid of? Right. You were paid to do a job. You were being paid. You were hired. You were, or the expectation is you're going to make decisions and you're going to let the cards fall wherever they fall. And the people that I represent anticipate moderated growth. They expect it to be reasonable. They want their taxes to be reasonable. They want to be able to let their kids go outside and ride their bikes. We have one of the lowest crime rates here. We, have, we are one of the fastest growing communities. And that's what you want your local, that's what you want your local elected officials to do. Be thinking toward the future. How can right. we lower your taxes? How can we improve the services that we offer? And what other new services can we provide? That's right. what your local people are. They're providing you parks and green space. You know, when you flush your toilet, does it empty into the basement? No. Muzzle. <laughs> <laughs> You're winning. Actually, you know, and, and thank you for clarifying that because I, as usual, one of us had full control of the brain and he was in charge of it. In it was moments. me at that moment. Yes. But that's the kind of thing you have to be forward thinking when you're in a position like. You can't be so me oriented all the fucking time. Right. And that's one of the things that when we were younger, there was sort of a reactionary plan. There was no planning in terms of school. Things. Right. But when your mom... There might have been some caper planning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is a topic for a whole other top, like well, podcast, like we miniseries, movie, week, book. A true crime <laughs> podcast. Oh, yeah. But that's... I mean, there was never any like, like five-year plan, 15-year plan, right. 20-year plan. Right. Uh, and it was only after we graduated and your mom got on the school board oh where God. that actually started... To, cut, to sort this, of yeah, coalesce that, into something that was a logical plan. That group of people that kind of came forward to lead at that point to to say, hey, you know, if we want to have a vibrant community, a, a vibrant economy, we need to have good, high-quality schools. That's the foundation. That's the, the foundation that the economic engine sits on. Right. And if you don't have that... You've got a real uphill battle. But the other thing, though, is is that we need people engaged not only to go vote. We need people who are engaged who want to run for office. But uh, let me tell you this. If you've got an axe to grind, you're not the person who needs to run. Mm -hmm. If you're pissed off about something because you've just decided you don't like somebody or the fact that maybe you've never been liked in your entire life, so you think you're going to go and make everybody else as miserable as you are. Right. Okay, Brian has Okay, we've had, had a, a bit of an issue. Oh, no. I believe there's a spill. There is a spill. Is, a spill. Oh, is it just dear. water? It is tea. Oh, my God. Oh, that's okay. It wasn't alcohol. I'm okay. That's no, no, no alcohol was harmed. <laughs> no alcohol yes. was <laughs> Thank God. Everybody, everybody, there, take a deep breath. We can refocus. Yes. Alcohol is okay. Yeah, there was going to be a problem. But at any rate, you know, you get folks who have an axe to grind. They feel that they just weren't hurt. What, whatever right, I'm sorry you didn't get picked for teams when you were in grade school. <laughs> right, but if that's what your primary objective is, is to exact your revenge, you've already lost. You need to tap out. Right, absolutely. And instead, though, if it's a matter of, hey, I wasn't listened to. I felt like I was marginalized by my elected officials and I'm going to get up there and make sure that doesn't happen to anybody else again. 
then welcome. Fucking hats off to you. Welcome. That is an absolutely terrific thing to do. Hold your elected officials accountable. Yes. This notion, though, that we need to have term limits, this notion that there's got to be some sort of a litmus test. No, all of those ideas are out. Your term limits happen in your local elections every two and four years. Overthrow your local government, overthrow your federal government, and you do it at the ballot box. But that's not happening. No, it isn't. The federal the federal government is not being turned over. And that's because See. people are more See, well, this is I get that, local but he elections. just brought up. <laughs> I did. I'm just saying that This is why Brian works out of town. <laughs> in Congress should not be there right they no. do not understand or the 20 uh, the, the internet the, for the love of god the, let alone <laughs> anything else that's affecting the working public and the taxpayers okay. that they represent let's be fair first of all if it weren't for porn there'd be no internet so let's just be clear do you know as a sidebar percent of all internet traffic is porn. <laughs> okay ladies and gentlemen 72 percent of that 68 percent is me is apparently brian <laughs> Because he just pulled no, he just pulled that statistic straight out of his ass, ladies and gentlemen. Like he knows this. I doubt it. He's a smart guy. I don't, he is. I don't like your tone. Tone. Yeah, because I oh, like him better than I like you. Join the fucking club. <laughs> My no, mom loves to, Brian more than me. Dad, to, when he was still alive, all Brian all the time. To Brian's point, though. I am also present. The, to, to Brian's point, though. When, we, when we're looking at the federal side of things, this unlimited amounts of soft money pouring into campaigns, the rest of us don't have a voice. And, and you get shouted down by money. Money talks, big money screams. And I don't have big money. You don't have big money. The captain probably does. Right. I mean, with that sweet, sweet when private school astronaut. education. <laughs> when he becomes an astronaut, astronaut you know those money. NASA guys. I'm not smart enough to be an astronaut. That's not true. That's bullshit. (laughs) That's our thing. And we remind you to join us on Bovine Waste, where I'm going to call out Nick's bullshit. Right. Because don't ever tell yourself that you're not smart enough. We just talked about this in our last episode, that whatever you tell yourself, you're going to manifest. Absolutely. What you think think about, you bring about. I think it's important to stay humble. I do, too, uh, but it's too. okay. I'm not the smartest person in the room, and I recognize I, that. I, I, okay, yeah. I'll admit it. The percentage I quoted was an old number. Streaming services now make up 60% of internet traffic. Okay, but... Porn has dropped off. Okay, so porn is not streaming? Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I want to tell a little story. Did, dear listeners... Did you know that the reason, like, if you're of a certain age, you know that there was a, a like a competition between beta and VHS. Do you know why VHS won? By a certain age, she means those of you who are 50 or older. Right. So why did VHS just better marketing? Betamax, <laughs> Betamax was a much better, higher quality. No. VHS porn. All of it was shot on VHS tapes. Right, but... Beta was a higher, okay, better yes. quality. Right. Super story. But it lost because porn was on VHS, on VHS tapes. Okay. And that's not good marketing. I'm sorry. No. Boop, boopies I'm just, sell. I'm, I'm just, just saying. <laughs> I would watch more news if, you know, I just <laughs> if say. If every once in a while, a boob popped out. Naked ladies on it. Yes. No, I'm just, I'm just pointing that out because it's a fun fact that I know. 
That is a fun fact. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. Yes, it's true. Uh, although I did know that Betamax was was Betamax better was technology. Betamax was superior. It was yeah. smaller. It had higher quality. It was easier to deal with. But VHS won because probably because it was cheaper and lower quality. So that's where all the porn came from. Well, sure, that makes sense. Right. Sure. From a living room somewhere in Simi Valley. Muzzle. All right, back to local elections. Right, back to local elections. Okay. But I want before we go too far, I want to talk about like the power because everybody talks about these issues like criminal justice reform, like it's some huge. But I do want to get back to municipal courts and the impact that your local elections have on those. Right, like criminal justice reform has to be done at the federal level. Okay, yes, it does. But there are so many changes that we could make on the local level, the state level, the county level, the municipal level, that would have a much larger impact than anything that was done at the federal level. Well, and, you know, we've been talking about local elections really focused on municipal elections, but part of local elections are your state elected officials and your county elected officials. Now, your, your county elected officials are really kind of in between, right? There isn't a tremendous amount of negative impact your county elected officials can have on you other than your taxes, but your state elected officials can absolutely walk all over the top of your municipalities. Absolutely. And here they have and they continue to. Right. But the easiest way, and this comes again from the Center for American Progress article that I talked about earlier. Then the author says that locally elected officials can use their position to work towards shrinking the footprint of the criminal justice system, providing services for returning residents and other justice-involved individuals, strengthening accountability measures for law enforcement and other justice system practitioners, and enacting other progressive reform efforts. They have the ability to implement many reform measures in an immediate and effective manner. And that just doesn't happen at the federal government level. It takes forever for that stuff to to trickle down. Well, and the other thing, too, of course, is at the federal level, it becomes a political issue, right? right? You right. Everybody wants to show they're tough on crime. We don't want to worry about right. something like um, something like treatment because right. these people need to be in jail. No, they don't. Right. They're and, sick and right. they need help. It is, and that's not really a political issue. It's a public mm-hmm. health issue. It's a public health issue and it's an economic issue. Oh, it's a huge economic issue. Because, because if we can make these folks productive members of society, tax-paying members of society, people on my side of the aisle, we'll get real excited by that. People on your side of the aisle get real excited about the fact that we're actually taking care of people, making them healthy. And at the end of the day, isn't that what both sides should be worried about? I would like to think so. But let's jump back to the local side, though. I think Brian's over there drawing pentagrams or something. He's trying to... He's summoning the devil. (laughs) (laughs) But I think, though, when we talk about the impact of your local elected officials on your municipal court, you you started we kind of started down this road and then we got a little cheeky about Brian Everything. getting a Brian getting a ticket because he, <laughs> because he doesn't know how to read forty five on his speedometer. Right. Um, it but, was a new car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the speedometers are so much different in all of them. <laughs> so the um, but the issue with municipal courts and we talked about this a little bit last week I think when we were talking about um, problem solving courts is the impact that these courts can have on people's perception of justice and perception of government. Exactly, because most people don't interact with government 
on these sort of large-scale levels. And here's where I'd like the captain to weigh in because he's had some experience here in his adopted community where he attends college. Yes. What's that? Didn't you have an issue with a, like a parking ticket or some issue with your oh, local government? How did you know about that? You told me about it. Like fucking What the fuck? Like it was in the paper? We, we have a tracker well, Ted, on you. Ted Koppel <laughs> talked about it on Nightline just last night. It hasn't done Nightline in like 15 years. This was like three years ago though. This happened like four years ago. The parking oh, ticket. Oh, I'm sorry. You're do only you, 22. Do you flush your memory every six right. months? I'm just surprised you remember it. I'm still holding um, on to shit that happened in the third grade. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. So with this, it was my freshman year. Where at a large college in the Midwest. That, uh, it was my first semester at my college. and uh, University. Yeah, my university. I lived in the dorms. What, first of all, what's the difference between a college and a university, Nicholas? I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Stephanie, tap in for Nick. Universities offer advanced degree programs. Yes. Master's degrees and above. Right. <laughs> anyway, so I lived in the dorms. He is so unimpressed <laughs> right. with us. That Catholic school education <laughs> coming in hot. I lived in the dorms. My sister lived across the street in a house. Um, I didn't want to park my car in the dorm parking lot because it was like $400 a year or actually a semester to park your car. Holy shit. Yeah, that's, a, that's some bullshit. Wow. We'll that is serious bullshit. Um, so I was parking in front of her house across the street. And uh, it was at the it was at the end of a cul-de-sac. Uh, I was parked there for probably five or six months, no issue. And then one day, I came out to my car, and there was a parking ticket on it. Mm. And it was like I can't remember what the situation was exactly. I, I don't know if there was a sign or something. Or were you on a snow route? No, I don't know what it was. Okay. But I looked up the city ordinances. Were you high? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so I looked up the city ordinances and. Uh, I went to that exact street. Okay, so he looked. Okay, so that I think right there is awesome. So yes. he goes. He wants to inform himself. You know, mm-hmm. before I decide that somebody else did something wrong, let me make sure I didn't do something wrong. <laughs> so I looked at that street, and it shows every single part of that street that's not allowed to be parked on. And the very end where I was parked at was not included in that. So huh. I went on my court date or whatever, like uh, to into like. Or uh, protest the ticket, and I met with the district attorney. Contest, but you know, I don't. Did you have signs? Yeah, that's it. Made me feel so dumb. No, I'm sorry. This is why no one likes me. Anyway, (laughs) I went in, uh, talked to the district attorney, showed him the paperwork. I printed out like 30 pages of the city ordinances. Oh my god, that is awesome. Um, and then he agreed with me. He dismissed the ticket, and I was like, "All right, so if I park there again, am I going to get ticketed again?" He's just like, "Oh, you shouldn't." So I parked there again. I got another ticket. Right. So I called him. I'm like, hey, I just got another ticket. He's like, okay, well, just bring him in and we'll get it fixed. He didn't say, let's go to the police station. Let's, you know, let me call the police and make sure they don't uh-huh. do it again. Right. So I ended up stacking up like, it was like 10 or 11 tickets. <gasps> and I, uh, you know, I put a note on my window saying, hey, I talked to the district attorney. He right. said, this is okay if I parked here. It's on the city ordinances. Right. And the guy wrote back. He took my note, ripped it up, and then uh, put another ticket on my window. Okay, so that's bullshit right there. Mm-hmm. That's that's the kind of stuff that gets people angry, and that's the kind of stuff that gets people motivated to run for public office, mm-hmm. though. So, yeah. so okay. go ahead. So I brought it to the district attorney, and then he said, uh, I can't get, keep dismissing these tickets, so you need to find another place to park. What? Because this is the last one I'm dismissing. 
No, it isn't. No, because according to the rules of the city. And of I, the law. Those are right. laws. Ordinances are laws. Right. You had every right to park there. Yeah, well... I never parked there again. But. Oh, that's bullshit. I, I, yeah, that is absolute crap. And that's lazy leadership there. So was that city or was that county? Uh, that would be in county. Okay, so you were talking okay. to an assistant district attorney, a public servant, by the way. It doesn't matter whether it's a local prosecutor or not. Right. And if you see something that's wrong, fucking get off your ass and fix it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the kind of crap. He did it because Nick was a kid. Mm-hmm. That's and he the, thought he could get by with absolutely. it. Absolutely. And that's some absolute crap right there. And then additionally, uh, that officer that kept writing me the tickets, that's kind of borderline harassment. If I've told him about the situation, obviously he could probably see somewhere. Right. He has the ability to look up the ordinances and well, it's in... And, and absolutely. And, and what I would have done is, is is that I would have reached out to my local elected officials and I would have chewed some ass. Mm-hmm. I would have started polite. I would have started privately. And when I got no result there, then I would appear at a meeting that was broadcast somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I would call out my local elected official and ask them, why didn't you respond to me? Why didn't you investigate this? Why didn't you undertake the same effort that I did? Aren't you responsible for ensuring these ordinances are enforced properly? Right, but the captain was 18 at the time. Right, exactly. Right. And how is, is he supposed to do that? And right. he had other shit to do. Right, and this is... A, and he was attorney, and attending this, university. Right. right, and this goes into like what you asked earlier. Is it power or is it money? You don't have any money to give to the campaigns. No. So and you, you have And to, your generation, in a large glump doesn't usually vote. I'm not sure glump is a word either. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> and or you can't vote because you're a student and your registration would be at your, you know, your place, your family of origins home. So, you know, why should they do the right thing? Because there's absolutely no benefit to them to do it. They're sharing secrets over there. Evidently glump is a word. Hmm. Dialectical to look glum or to frown, not to be in a group of not people. In a group. <laughs> <laughs> Definition number two. <laughs> a school of fish. That's a globe. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, but those are good motivating things for people to decide, hey, I'm going to run for office and I'm going to make some change here. I'm going to make well, sure this doesn't happen. And the mayor of that the town that you live in mm-hmm. is under the age of 25, I believe, at the time. No. Right now. Or was. At the time. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. At the time. The mayor of the university town. Oh, that's was awesome! A current or previous, soon previous, current. I don't know how to say it. I, I don't know. Recently previous university <laughs> student. <laughs> I like it. And we've just violated the space time continuum. Right. Previous, <laughs> previous adjacent. But frankly, and and this is obviously a topic for bovine waste. But the fact that people treat younger members. Of our communities with such disrespect, right, is infuriating to me. Well, it really is because he had his facts together, and again, and how much time would it have taken? And what would Nick's perception of the process of the police department of the court system? You had an opportunity to give him a really positive experience right. and to reinforce that the system works. And instead, no, nah, I think I'm just going to shit on his head instead. Right. I mean, this isn't some jackass who's just trying to, you know, like not pay his $40 ticket or whatever. Right. This is a kid who's thoughtful enough to take the time to understand that what he did, you know, 
did or didn't do was wrong. Had it come up the first time that, in fact, you weren't supposed to park there, pretty sure you wouldn't have parked there again because the kind of people that look stuff like that up aren't the people that are going to continually break rules. Right, exactly. And I again, though, I, I hope, though, Captain, that that encouraged you to really look at who your local elected officials were and to make sure that you're electing people whose values align with yours. Yeah. Okay, that was not, <laughs> that was convincing. <laughs> He's too busy thinking about astronaut school. <laughs> astronaut school. So we've I'm talked sure. about safety. Yes. And policing. Now, the other thing that local property taxes pay for and that local officials could have a huge impact on you is spaces, public spaces. Yeah, we're talking about your parks, your aquatic centers, which are also parks. Um, but yeah, all of those, all of that kind of green space and uh, whether it's ball fields, soccer fields, football fields, um, milo fields, corn fields. No, no, sorry. That's I, just local to us. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's what's important to you. What about what, current zoning? Oh, absolutely. That's a huge... Okay, that's not an S. We're focusing that's on the spaces. S. That is space. a spaces. Yes. Zoning you are and correct. spaces yes. is the same thing. Look at this tone I'm getting over here. Tone! Yeah, no, maybe you. <laughs> maybe it's you. <laughs> Spoiler alert, it's always me. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it, as far as making sure that you have what is important to you and your family... Um, me, I hate the outdoors. My favorite part's coming inside from it. But I see people in parks as I drive by in my air-conditioned car, and they appear to be having fun. So, uh-huh. mazel. Have fun. Yes. Do your thing. And then our next S is, and this is very sort of hmm, appropriate right now, is streets. Street, she says it with a degree of indignation that I, that I don't understand. Meh. That I don't understand. All right, we've got to step back. You've got to explain that. I had a uh, individual who was very frustrated with me for reasons that may or may not have been valid. Not, and <laughs> they uh, were expressing their frustration with me over the phone. And instead of, you know, having an adult conversation, they went and hung up the phone. (laughs) Because they were a dolphin. Right. And again, dolphins are, well, all dolphins are at typewriters right now. Little (laughs) underwater typewriters. How dare you? How dare you? Did you know dolphins are like the only other mammal that like rape? (gasps) Yes, I did know that. Yeah. Right. Oh my God. Yeah, so next time you look at a dolphin, think that. Although otters do too, they'll like rape like other things corpses. They're really dark. <laughs> but they do funny human things with their right. hands. With their hands, they hold hands. I guess so, when they're floating so they don't fly apart from each other. They apparently also do really sick human things <laughs> right. with other parts of their body. <laughs> but dolphins all across the globe are at their typewriters right now. Dear <laughs> I do not rape and nor do I appreciate Please being cease and desist the <laughs> noise with me. So this is where this is this has come from, and you know, fuck it, I don't care at this point in time. So streets, though, streets. obviously streets are important. Infrastructure, and, if you want to go yeah, even absolutely. farther with that. It's I mean, this sewers, is just it's your water, a little mnemonic thing. If the streets are, I mean, if the streets aren't safe, it doesn't matter how good your schools are, because if you can't get the kids there safely, it just it just doesn't matter. The infrastructure is essential. Clean water is essential. Sewers and storm sewers are essential. Um, and they all cost money. But you know what? None of them are sexy. 
People are not. You mean in- people don't want to spend money on storm sewers and septic sewers? Right, right. You know, sanitary sewers and um, storm sewers are just not things people think we ought to. Well, yeah, that's just those are just things that are taken just for granted. For my own clarification, because there are, and this is the other thing, is that people who come to these city council meetings or county commissioner meetings or anything like that need to be humble in the face of what they don't know. Because I consider myself to be a pretty informed individual on many different topics. A variety of subjects, right? Right. I think everybody in this room and the studio is. Right. And I I actually actively work. Only one of us in the room can fly an airplane. Right. (laughs) Only one of us could actually qualify to be an astronaut, but that's a topic for another podcast. The other three of us. Kristen McAuliffe was the third grade teacher. I'm pretty sure I could qualify to be an astronaut. She did level. not blow Wait, up. Was, the, yeah, wasn't she the one that she didn't blow the vehicle the in vehicle which she was in? Yeah. Blew she up. She did not. You know, she no, was she not a come on. She. Oh my god. Right. <laughs> that has okay. to be kind it was of a the faulty size degree, of her eyes. Negative degree. <laughs> negative temperatures. The actually, night prior to the actually launch. There's a one of my professors from KU was a, like a rhetoric professor. Yeah. She yeah. wrote. She did a whole dissertation on that memo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, anyway, and my uncle was, like, the Kansas State finalist for that program. So, you know, looking back, not so bad you lost. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, where were we're we? We're really kind of flying a little close to the sun here. Hey, so. that, <laughs> that is a little too on point for our <laughs> last discussion. Are we on discussion. streets or sanitation? I think it's important to remember things can get hot on Earth, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I said he's the only one that wants to be an astronaut in the room. But and I consider myself we to be there. well informed on, right. on any variety of issues because if I'm presented with a set of facts, I will then avail myself of this incredible machine called the interspace. <laughs> the interweb. <laughs> the interwebs. And I will try to figure out, you know, some some basic information about it. But there's so you need to be humble in the face of what you don't know. In a lot As of these, do elected officials yes, too, though. In a lot of these municipal or county level things, I mean, we're taught in school how the federal government works. I mean, seriously, maybe not. Well, not all. Maybe of not us, Captain evidently. Nick. <laughs> Glad your parents played forty thousand. We taught us. I just didn't give a fuck. <laughs> right. Forty thousand dollars on not knowing right. how many senators there are, but anyway. Right. It requires us to be humble and and accept that maybe there's some things we don't know, and maybe there's some things that the people who are actually making the decisions do know, right. and we can learn from them, and we can work with them to try to change things if we think that you know something needs to be modified. Right. It's a partnership. It's not an oligarchy. Right. Oh, I I absolutely agree. Um, the the other side of it though is if you're an elected official. You were elected to represent everyone, not to represent the people that voted for you. It it, it doesn't. What <laughs> is that new? I'm gonna stitch that on a sampler. I've never heard that before. So, for those of you not from the Midwest, a sampler is. <laughs> right, or those from you who weren't born in the late 1900s. <laughs> That was just rude. That was so savage. I heard this on TikTok the other day. This guy made a video and he's like, people in Gen Z are saying that people my age were born in the late 1900s. And I had to go take a nap. (laughs) 
make it sound like I was born during the Lincoln administration. Right. I lived in a Saudi, <laughs> and my mom sewed flower sacks together to make my dresses. <laughs> my dear Stephanie. <laughs> my dearest Stephen. All right. So what else? What else you got? Well, the last S that I have, and this is, you know, I was just kind of throwing some things together, is sanitation. But you talked about that sort of an infrastructure, which one? Well, was no, uh, that sanitation though is talking about solid waste, right? And and again, something else that isn't sexy. But where would we be without it? If if you have in a heap, lot of trouble. Yeah, in in a heap of shit, almost right. not literal. literal this time. But no, in 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 when we look at some of these services and we look at how can we drive the price down on them? How can we how can we make sure that we can provide the highest level of service at the lowest price point? Water, sewer, and trash, municipal solid waste. Those are three areas where we all have to support and somewhat subsidize the process. And this is something that people forget. They think, well, I only use X, so I should only have to pay for X. Well, I'll tell you what, that's a really great concept. You've never had your house go on fire, so I guess you don't have to pay for the fire department. Right. But what happens when you do? So the same thing kind of happens with trash service. So I'll give you an example. You know, now it's just me at home. When it was me and the boys, there were three of us at home, and we might produce three or four bags of trash a week. Now, there are weeks I don't even set trash out. I still pay the same amount. I look across the street or down the street, and there are people that might have three or four or five or six or seven bags of trash. That's how it works, folks. Mm -hmm. We're all in this together. We're all contributing to try and keep the price down. That's the cost of living in America. Absolutely. Right. That's the cost of, like... uh participating in a civilized society is that there isn't raw sewage running down my street right right and people that don't have kids in school still pay the school yes on their property absolutely right my parents have paid tax in in years too i mean obviously but i'm you know narcissistic so i only think about me but my parents have been paying taxes in this particular school district since they owned property here, right. which was in the late 60s. And when was the last time they had a child in school? The late 80s. Right. And for my parents, it was also the late 80s. And in Just the only, earlier late 80s than Stephanie's parents. Right. Just two years ahead of my late 80s. But the remarkable thing is that that investment is now paying off for their grandchildren. Absolutely. And just because you're not using, you think, rather, that you're not using a particular service or the fact that you aren't using it certainly does not mean you're not benefiting from it. Right. But we, we'd rather have an educated populace or an educated populace. Right. And, and if you think, well, to. if I'm not using a service, I shouldn't have to pay for it. Well, that's great. When you call 911, please be sure to enter your full 16-digit credit card number. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how else we can do it. So maybe... Wait, are you saying that public services are socialistic? Oh, nature? don't you put no. words in my no. mouth. we are not you doing don't this. don't me. We are not that kind of pod. But it's not capitalism. No, but it's like a Stop. mutual fund, which indeed is capitalistic. I'm not going to be drug into a hell of your own making. <laughs> Nick and I have completely checked out at this point. <laughs> I'm looking at Nick and I'm like, hey, how was that pizza at the cafeteria the other day? 
<laughs> so, but no, when we talk about it, so on the sanitation piece, equally as important, any one of those things that's missing is going to create a problem in your community. And if you have a governing body that can't get along, or if you have a governing body that seems to be focused on hidden agendas, your community isn't going to prosper. But again, any one of those things missing and there's a problem. I remember there was a girl that I dated one time and she said, women look at two things in particular. They look at your shoes and they look at your teeth. If either one of those are missing, there's a problem. <laughs> oh, I, thought, I feel attacked because well, I've been seems... running around without shoes the last few days. <laughs> what the fuck is up with that? You're still I, running around without I, shoes. I have shoes on right now. You do? Yes. Oh, she does. That's surprising. Right. So. It, Just know that depression and anxiety manifest themselves in many forms. The, the, <laughs> but the, again, though, if you, have, if you have an absentee electorate, if you have an absentee governing body, or if you have either one of those out with axes to grind... You've got to get involved in the process. That means that the bulk of your community is not paying attention to what's going on at City Hall. And you may wake up one day and find that your taxes are skyrocketing because businesses have left, industry has left, jobs have left, you don't have sales tax revenue. And guess what? All that is left is property taxes for that city to run its services. And at that point... The only people who can escape are those who can afford to. Mm -hmm. So keeping an eye on City Hall, what's happening there, keeping in touch with your elected officials, communicate with them. It's never bothered me once when somebody has reached out and emailed me or called me or stopped by. Now, don't... earnest in earnest right you know don't come at me with 15 accusations about how i'm in so deep or some other bullshit thing that you right. have going on what is it usually you know shame on you or oh i'm so disappointed I'm so- in you. at any rate we are just over an hour into this that may not be by the time you get it posted okay but i want to say so one I, thing i'm afraid the captain who by the way again is our producer right. may knock this down to about six minutes right he's like <laughs> old people are stupid here's your podcast <laughs> So according to a, if you, if you're having a a difficult time conceptualizing how important local government is, I would um, refer you to a Harvard political review from November of 2020, where they talked about Flint, Michigan, and the maintenance of a water system infrastructure could be the difference between residents having clean drinking water and those same residents facing a whole host of health issues from unsanitary tap water. Flint, Michigan has lacked clean drinking water and increased attention towards local politics could be the beginning of ameliorating that situation. Local government officials in Flint have exacerbated this issue due to their refusal to renovate pipes that have contaminated the water sources. Therefore, any solution that must involve innovation from local government officials since they have jurisdiction over the drinking water and the potential for increased attention on local elections could spur candidates to propose new solutions. And what's interesting there, unless I'm mistaken, and I I may be, I'd have to go back and look, but weren't some of the Flint elected officials charged criminally? Yes, they were. That's what I thought. And so if you think, well, I'm going to run for elective office because I think that it's, you know, this huge power trip, Right. It's not. You're messing with people's lives. Right. And you have a tremendous responsibility to ensure that the livelihoods of other human beings are 
maintained. You know, you you can't go in and think, well, I'm just going to cut taxes. That's phenomenal. What a great idea. Super. Too bad no one thought of that before you. So, right. which. Because that is so, the most novel idea that anyone has right. ever come Cut up the with. Taxes, how do you pay the city employees? Right. Keep the roads up. Right. Keep the parks open. Oh, we're trimming the fat. We're trimming the fat. Keep the grass cut. Right. Which services do you no longer wish to right. have? And is it clean water? Or is it police presence? Because what if we decide, hey, well, we're a small community. I can say I can cut two or three mills and I can do that by laying off three or four people. Okay, well, you lose a building inspector. Now, all of a sudden, your developers can't get their buildings, their their new structures timely inspected. So they stop building here. Oh, and speaking of builders, I just want to take a moment because... Stand back. I'm on one about this. (laughs) Nick, can we insert some background music <laughs> behind her voice? Right. <laughs> Something ominous. I need to like I the, need you to play me in on this. Like the Imperial Death March. The number of people in this and I'm sure it's everywhere, the number of people in this community who don't understand how or businesses any community. any community who don't understand how businesses determine where they're going to go is jaw dropping. Right. You understand that every Chick fil A, McDonald's, Taco Bell has a formula. That they work out. It's like X number of people times Y square miles equals whatever. Divided by crime rate right. plus the average income plus the education. Right. Plus available workforce. Right. And it all works out into an equation. And you know why I know that they do this? Because they're wildly fucking successful. Right. And how many of these do you see shuttered right. along the way? See a lot of closed McDonald's? Right. No, I, you don't. That, so to continue on this, I will... I will back up her play on this. In a certain small town in Oklahoma, well, they did not have a McDonald's. You can name the town. We don't give a shit. Okay, yeah. Tahlequah, Oklahoma, <laughs> did not have a McDonald's or a Walmart until it grew to a certain size when the highway decided to put a actual highway through the town instead of the, the bypass highway, around the The highway didn't decide to put a highway. <laughs> okay. The state decided to put a highway through the town instead of bypass around it. This is why I have no friends. Except me. Because I'm also that way. The population grew by a number. I right. don't know what that number is. Right. But also the throughput of the highway grew by a number. Yes. And thus, Walmart decided to put a, a store in that town. And McDonald's actually added two McDonald's restaurants. However, they were ser- separated by a certain number of miles. Yes. I believe exactly. it was six miles. Yes. One on one end of this town, one on the other end of the town, so that they could service the population of the town and the people coming through on yes. the highway. Well, and also some of those um, some of those corporations, McDonald's may be one of them. I know that Applebee's used to be that way. The interesting thing is about some of those organizations is, is, is that they have a cannibalistic expansion philosophy. That they will cannibalize a certain portion of their own market to block somebody else from coming in. Mm-hmm. And and that may have been what McDonald's did by going six miles apart. But honestly, how many McDonald's do you see shut down and bankrupt? None. Yeah. Right. Negative. And, well, the one that maybe there was a... <laughs> maybe some large, Yes, exactly. There may have been some intervening factors there. But at the, at the end of the day, it isn't your local officials who are preventing somebody from coming in. Now... Their decisions may be prohibiting growth. Their decisions may be preventing people from wanting to move into their community. 
But that is not the same thing as why won't you let McDonald's come in here? And I know we're over an hour, but our listeners don't care. As as an elected official, could you explain briefly why a city might offer tax rebates, incentives, deferments, abatements to a corporation that chooses to come in as opposed to just taxing them the way that you do everyone else because everyone seems to get up in arms about that thinking that, well, if we tax them just like everybody else, then we would have to pay less taxes residents of the city or town. Sure. So now every community is going to have its own philosophy when it comes to incentives, right? And and you, your governing body needs to develop a program. They need to communicate that program to their constituency and they need to promote it. So that way, when the time comes, it's not a big surprise. So for some projects, though, in order for them to become economically viable, they may need a little bit of government intervention. Now, I have always said that I am a Stiglitz armchair economist. Joseph Stiglitz has always said he's an economist that states Beyond. that says that <laughs> some it's now a not off pod. <laughs> So Stop. one more time, Stiglitz says that it, for some instances, some government intervention is necessary in capitalism in order to make projects viable. When you look at something like, for example, a community's first large multifamily housing uh, project, where what you're trying to do is get to affordable housing to ensure maybe so your kids can move back to your own community and have some place to live that project may need to have some assistance financially over a period of time until it starts generating enough cash to support itself. So what you figure in is, is say, for example, an average 50% abatement of property taxes over a 10-year period. What that means is the property owner could take 100% abatement for five years. And on a 20, 30, 40, 50, $100 million project, that is a significant savings. Now, that savings comes at the expense of dollars coming into, for example, fire districts, recreation districts, school districts, and cities. But what are you getting on the other side? You have to look and see what the benefit is to the community on the other side. When you talk about adding four or 500 new residents, And if you look at the location and the location puts them captive to a large sales tax generating base, all of a sudden you see I'm getting employees for my employers and I'm getting sales tax dollars and and actual revenue dollars for my retail establishments. Now, if that means that I can then turn around and and attract employers because I've increased my employment base, have I done a better service for my community by offering this abatement? That's part of the analysis that has to be done. Now, there are other types of abatements. There are transportation districts. There are um, tax increment financing districts. There are other things that you can do with regard to sewers or infrastructure. There are industrial revenue bonds where you can offer bonds to acquire the materials at... um, acquire materials and not pay sales tax. There are a lot of different things that you can do to encourage a business to come in, make their project viable, but you're always looking for what are my constituents getting? Okay. So again, 
I ask everyone to be humble to understand what they what they want versus what they know. Because yeah, I agree. The majority of people don't know what Steve just said because you haven't worked in it, you haven't, you know, actually had hands on on it. And, and the and notion my, that yeah. that you in particular are keeping businesses out of this particular yes, community. because I have so much control over time and space. Right, because he's made a you know a devil's bargain with <laughs> a particular um, fast food restaurant that rhymes with Bonic <laughs> 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 to the exclusion of all other fast food restaurants is just absurd. It absolutely is. But the other thing too is 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 that I didn't learn that. Overnight, that wasn't no. information that I was born with, nor was it information that I had when I first became an elected official. So right. new elected officials coming in, maybe take a deep breath, take a knee bend, and say, you know what? Maybe I should spend the first three or four or six months of my tenure actually learning what my fucking job is instead of shooting my giant pie hole off. Pie hole. Pie hole off. Maybe that would be time better spent. So again, that's just something for everybody to keep in mind. Um, overall, though, we're uh, we're we're well past our normal time. We should probably we shut are up. you know big surprise that I have we to would tell be. you though how, ex- how excited I am that uh, that the captain and. Uh, Brian could join the us. The captain and the husband. So, Thanks for having us. Yes. Glad to be here. So here's something else. So keep in mind, we want you to write to us at a nod pod at weekendmediagroup.com. Stephanie's got an offer for you coming up here in a minute that does not involve her OnlyFans. Um, <laughs> the, um, but the other I'm always thing, cool with that because remember, that's my retirement plan. $50. <laughs> Anything. Anywhere. <laughs> so... <laughs> And don't forget my OnlyFans offer. Send us $50 or I'm going to start an OnlyFans. So, no, in in, in all seriousness, though, um, we appreciate these guys being here. It's been a lot of fun having them. And one of the things that maybe we could look at doing in the future is, is videoing us while we do this. Because I think everybody wants to see these guys rolling their eyes at us. Right. And Nick literally falling asleep. Absolutely. old people talk about old people shit. Absolutely. Because we were born in the late 1900s. Right. Um, But uh, in any case, maybe we could video one of these and maybe have it be on a private feed. Perhaps that could be a tier on Patreon. Perhaps at some point in the future. But you had an offer you wanted to make. I did. I wanted to say a nod pod is proud to be part of the Weekend Media Group. You can find us anywhere you enjoy listening to podcasts. Please follow us, subscribe, and leave a five-star iTunes review. If you email us a copy of your five-star review and your address to Stephanie at WeekendMediaGroup.com, we will happily give you a nod on the pod and send a little swaggy merch your way. Nothing fancy, though. It's don't get excited. And remember... Decisions are made by those who show up. Indeed, they are. And local elections matter. So get out there. In the meantime, what are we talking about next week? I think that next week we are talking about... Did we decide about this? No, we didn't. That's why I'm asking. Hmm. Brian, Nick, what should we talk about next week? What should we give a nod to next week that does not involve the two of you? Can we please talk about something 80s? You need advice from me. (laughs) Uh, Right. You're out. What about... uh, Toxic Facebook. Oh, we've no. I mean, we've, that's kind of that's their kind of, area. We've done that on bovine waste. Clearly, clearly, Brian's not a listener. But Steffi is. She's <laughs> already talked about some serious bovine waste stuff. So, uh, you want to do something eighties? 
how about we do just something do, 80s. how about we do kind of a generic nod to some 80s tv that we love i think that that would be fantastic and remember if you email me at stephanie at weekendmediagroup.com you can suggest a topic for us and we will take it under advisement and our board of directors <laughs> <laughs> which includes me and steve and possibly brian and maybe nick if he's around and we will uh, possibly talk about that on the pod. And I do want to remind you, if you decide to email Anodpod or Stephanie at WeekendMediaGroup.com with some bullshit about how dumb we are or how yeah. much you don't like us, I warn you, all of those go to Stephanie and she will, <laughs> what, Stephanie? You will win what can only be called the fuck around and find out prize. Indeed. Because she will happily match whatever energy right. you bring. Uh, whatever energy you're putting on the universe, <laughs> I am there with you. Oh, and be sure to check Nick and me out on Bovine Waste. Um, both of these podcasts drop on Friday because, well, that's part of our weekend theme. It's a weekend media group. Duh. So, very good. Brian, Nick, thanks for joining us. It's been Thank awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Yep, same. <laughs> Okay, yeah, Nick was really enthusiastic about that. He was asleep up until like 30 seconds ago, so it's... He was looking at porn on his phone. (laughs) Oh! No, I'm just kidding. He He was was, looking at astronaut applications. He probably was looking at astronaut porn. Yes, astronaut porn. All right, have a great week. We'll see you all Friday. Thank you so much. Stay safe and be well.